today a personal life coach for personal growth and transformation she has literally discovered this path as she lifted herself out of a dark space in her personal life to suffer is a choice and one can choose not to was a revelation to her seeing someone in a similar place or live under the illusion that suffering is not her reality by denying to acknowledge it is something she finds impossible it's her life's purpose to make each person free from any kind of emotional bondage by walking through it not by ignoring it and while tools and techniques are effective sound and energy are magical what a session in sound can achieve effortlessly takes much work when done using cognitive mind from a computer programmer in 1985 to a coach and healer in 2022 decidedly it's been a ride for her reinvention has been her identity in today's episode let us chat with preeta this is the guiding voice podcast series the guiding voice for a better future friends i am your host navin samala a fellow it professional on a mission to shape the careers and lives of millions across the globe in every episode we interact with industry experts or thought leaders or academicians or coaches or healers like preeta across the globe to drive some insightful conversations that will help each one of you learn some amazing stuff also we share an interesting trivia or a fun fact towards the end and you know you will acquire more knowledge by tuning into tgv for every minute than any other podcast in this space thank you so much for joining me today and we are going to discuss a topic sound and energy healing we are extremely pleased and honored to have preeta part of the guiding voice journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe preeta i'm super excited to have you part of the show today welcome to tgv it's indeed my pleasure and honor that you uh, you invited me i look forward to this conversation likewise thank you so much and uh, let's get started preeta i was going through your profile and i was amused it programmer in 1985 and now a coach and healer helping thousands of people deal with anxiety deal with personal challenges problems so on and so forth So can you share with our audience the top 3 things that have contributed to your professional growth? Yeah, sure. Like you mentioned reinvention. So I guess one of the top 3 things is the ability to reinvent and the openness to reinvent. So I'm constantly willing to learn, unlearn and relearn and I think that's one of the key things. Very cliched but looking at challenges as opportunities. I don't get phased if a challenge comes in front of me I try and find my way out and also focusing on what is the next best thing I can do rather than looking at the very large picture I look at the next step so these are the three things that have helped me wow looking at the next next best thing that's so profound and these shifts in the career trajectory right they must not have been very easy to navigate how did you mold yourself and what allowed you to find these new directions so again like i said these obviously these are challenges like you are you're, you've taken on a career and you think this is where you're going to progress and life throws up a challenge or or life brings you in a point which may force you to take a u turn or a you know or a different turn so uh, whenever i felt like it was a dead end or a blind alley i again looked at what is new and what could i discover So just to give you a small example over here 
while I struggled to become a computer programmer in 1985, and you would remember in those days, the world was very, very different. We were working on 32-bit machines, not like the world we are in today. And from there to reach a position where I don't have a job because I am in the TS states of Assam, where there's no possibility for me to hold a, hold a corporate job. And I have to choose to become a teacher because that's the only profession you can do over there. So I studied, I did my B.Ed. and I became a teacher for the next 10 years of my life. So similarly, every time life brought me to a point, I learned and I reinvented myself. Awesome. This is something quite uh, a, a path which not many people uh, choose to uh, go for it and all, right? So yeah, very inspiring to see that. And now let's talk about the core of today's topic, Preeta. What is this uh, sound healing all about? Yeah, so uh, if you had asked me in twenty early 2016, what is sound healing? I would have said, I have no idea what this means because I didn't know myself. Though I was familiar with healing of different types, I hadn't come across sound healing till then. And it is uh, during that phase of my life, I had resigned from my job. A career of, I mean, that last job was 12 years with one organization. And I had given myself three years that in these three years, I will reinvent myself because I felt some dissonance with my purpose. And I was hunting around and I just came across the situation where somebody was conducting what is known as a gong bath. Mm -hmm. I had no clue about what a gong bath meant. Uh, But I attended that session for three days. And it wasn't a comfortable session because sound can bring up a lot of hidden stuff. So it was a fairly intense session for me. But it showed me the power of sound, of how sound through its vibrations and frequencies can dislodge certain suppressed emotions which lie in your energetic body. Just to to bring you up to speed, like we have a physical body which we are aware of. But along with the physical body, we have an energetic body. We feel vibes, right? We, we meet people, we sense a vibe. That vibe is energy. And sound healing works on that energetic layer. Does that answer your question to some extent? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, maybe on a lighter note, that might be one reason why we respond to uh, some high beats and all high energy beats when someone uh, plays, a, especially if we happen to visit a pub or something, right? Automatically by responding, we respond to that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there are frequencies, and mm-hmm. just to just to go a little deeper into the subject, every cell in our body is actually vibrating at a certain frequency. So when we are babies, the frequency is very harmonious. Mm-hmm. If you can see our body as uh, not just joints and muscles and organs, but rather as a as a orchestra of different frequencies, every part in our body is vibrating at a certain frequency. And as we go through life, as we go through what life brings for us, some of the organs or some of the cells go out of tune, like an instrument goes out of tune. So we need to keep retuning it. And that's where frequency plays a very important part. Mm-hmm. So certain frequencies align to us because we are, we are already vibrating at that higher frequency. And when we are vibrating at a lower frequency, then we feel heavy and low and dense. And we feel stuck. We can't move forward. Mm-hmm. And when we raise our, vibra- our frequency, we are able to move forward. So there's a physics about it. I mean, I'm sure you know, you may have heard of cymatics. 
Yeah. Uh, so cinematics is uh, sound creating images. Mm-hmm. And also, you may have heard the word entrainment. In, no. Entrainment. If you remember that physics experiment in school of pendulums being oscillating and then you striking one pendulum at the end. Yeah. And finding that all pendulums then start moving at the same pace. Yeah. That's entrainment. Basically, synchronization. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, by allowing the stronger and the more consistent frequency to overtake everything. So that's how sound healing works. Yeah, this is so enlightening and uh, new learning for me. And who should opt for uh, sound healing and how can they go about it? So uh, when you say opt for sound healing, there are two ways to, one is to accept or receive the sound healing as a recipient. Like I'm going through an emotional state or I'm finding some kind of a stress in my life and I want to relax. So I can go for a sound healing session where that sound will allow my body, to, body, mind, spirit to come to an equanimous state. Other way the question can be interpreted is that I want to learn sound. So to learn sound healing, I would like to say that first of all, you have to understand how healing works. Because healing doesn't work with the left brain. Healing works with the right brain and more the heart space. So if you're a very logical, very analytical, very left-brained kind of person, you'll have to learn how to trust something which is not the left brain, not just the mind. Like in yoga, we believe in breath and Mm -hmm. breath works. If you ask for scientific explanation, I may fall short of giving you a proper scientific explanation for it. But we know through experience that, yeah, if I just focus my attention on breath, I can heal myself of certain stresses. So somebody who can, who has an open mind, who's willing to try out something which is different, can become a healer. Now, once a person is a healer, sound healing is another aspect. One thing I want to say is that you don't have to be musically trained or an expert instrument player to be a sound healer. In fact, a lot of people who are trained in music have to unlearn some aspects to allow sound to become healing. Otherwise, it can become a mental exercise that I'm creating a tune and I'm very focused on what tune is being created. Sound healing is not about, it's not, so music and sound are slightly different. Music is organized sound, which also heals. But sound healing, the way I practice it, is about frequencies and vibrations, not about music. Excellent. And you said uh, healing, in case if somebody wants to be a healer, they have to undergo a course by themselves and probably understand it deeply. So in that sense, can this healing be a career? Like you, you are a healer now. Like Is it a full-time career? For me, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way I look at it is that to become a healer, you have to first go through your own self-healing journey. Because it's not something you can learn just by theory or just by you know taking a course or whatever. I see. So any kind of healing modality, when you become a when you go through that healing modality, you practice it on yourself. Typically, like, like just to give you an example, if, you, if you're learning Reiki, Reiki is the one healing modality, 21 days it's mandatory for you to do the healing work on yourself. If you don't practice it on yourself, then it's just theoretical. So to be a healer, first thing is you have to go through your own self-healing journey. And for me, the journey has been very long because I started my self-healing journey in 2008. And I went through many modalities and many ways of healing and seeing the magic, seeing how it is 
changing my emotional state like i can give you another example like when i was going through a very a, a huge depressive state in my in my life uh, many people suggested that why don't you go to a psychiatrist because you know then they will understand your mind and give you medication or whatever but something in me didn't agree with that and i decided to go the alternative way what is known as the alternative and through energy work and through energetic modalities i was able to come out of that situation without taking one medicine uh having said that i don't mean to say that medicines don't work but something else can also support that journey so along with medication you can also practice alternative th- therapies so to be a healer first go through your own self healing journey and see what works for you because not all healers uh, are doing all modalities i mean there are so many ways you can heal yourself yeah that's clear so uh, yeah i came across this word i don't know how to pronounce it hoponopono is that the right pronunciation yeah it's ho pono pono okay ho pono pono so what is all, what is it all about so it's a hawaiian practice which believes that so pono as a word means to make right and ho o ho uh, is to it's like a participle it's like a verb you know converting a noun into a verb so it's saying that to make right and twice which means that so basically it's a hawaiian practice which was brought to the western world by somebody known as dr hugh len he's a hawaiian uh, psychotherapist and uh, he translated this religious practice into a psychotherapy tool basically saying that when we are when we come into this world we come with a clean slate of a soul we don't have any uh, what he calls data but as we live life we we start noting down data data means memories experiences expectations disappointments everything gets written on that whiteboard and through these four so hope on hope is basically four sentences i am sorry please forgive me i love you thank you now these are just four very simple sentences which we use so so commonly mm-hmm. yeah but here when it is done with a certain intention it actually cleans out some energetic vibration and cleans out all that you're holding against people and life in fact the main story goes that there was there's this uh, mental ward in a prison in hawaii uh, where the inmates were so dangerous that no staff lasted there long enough because you couldn't walk in that ward with your back exposed somebody would come and attack you so the warden was so you know frustrated he contacted dr hulen that can you do some work for us and in the time that dr hulen did that work on that ward the mental ward had to be disbanded after some time there were no patients left everybody got cured and he did not go and meet each of the 400 inmates he sat with their files and did this clearing work on himself so again to the logical mind it may seem absolutely impossible but it's a proven fact it's i mean you know you can read about it anyway there's a book called zero limits uh, mm-hmm. in that book it is all mentioned so that is what hope hope is a prayer of forgiveness and reconciliation and it's very effective i mean i i conduct these 30 day sessions with hope hope prayer and uh, people find that life becomes very very harmonious as you practice these so we are so habituated to using logic analysis and people call it analysis paralysis and too much of intellect to understand and 
to solve problems right and much of what you speak is of energy vibration and does not use the left brain faculties but tell us how does this work yeah so the one that wants to understand is the left brain the left brain wants to understand this but this is more about feeling and allowing things to happen so it's it's for the left brain it's absolutely impossible to understand so somewhere you have to drop it and say okay fine let me just experience it it's like when you go for a meditation exercise if you go and first time somebody says okay just close your eyes sit with your back straight and bring your attention to your breath it's impossible you can't do it because your mind is constantly pulling your attention away so but we know like i mentioned earlier we feel vibe we feel a positive vibration when we love somebody our heart seems to expand these are not something that the left brain is doing it's the right brain's work which is happening so uh, how does this work difficult to explain but uh, i i would say that you know a lot of work has been done on this so there is a emotional chart if you can uh, see you know where there's a grid and there are lower emotions and there are higher emotions now the emotions what we call negative emotions are actually what we are, what is lower frequencies it's not negative in the sense of being bad emotions it's just lower frequency so when we talk of the energy we talk about frequencies when we are operating from lower frequencies there is no movement it's stuck but when we elevate those frequencies and people ask me how do i elevate my feet so there are many ways of doing it simple ways turn to gratitude now it may seem very like i'm saying this simplistic but moment you start looking at what can i be grateful for your vibration will change the frequency you are operating from goes to a higher level and gratitude is actually one of the highest it's at 900 hertz whereas fear anger pride these are all very low frequencies so yeah i mean that's the best i can explain in such a short time but point is that we feel it like suppose you meet a stranger you don't know much about the person but you meet the person and just maybe through eye contact or just a smile you feel yeah this is a nice person i would like to know the person more what is happening over there logically that person may not be anywhere in your you know in your check box like you know i i like these kind of people but something yeah. in the energy just just vibes so that is what is energy so one dumb question you said this uh, anger and all are at the lower scale of this uh, grid chart is it the reason why people get get angry quicker than demonstrating this gratitude so the thing is that why do we get angry there could be many reasons many experiences mm-hmm. conditioned responses why we are angry okay and actually they say that anger is not really uh, anger is a symptom yeah you're okay. angry because you're disappointed or you're 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 uh, gr- grieving and are not being able to express it or it's your own incompetence and that's why you're getting angry mm-hmm. so we are vibrating from a lower frequency angry people cannot be grateful people if you are a grateful person you won't be able to get angry okay as frequently as an angry person mm-hmm. so for a angry person how do i change my anger simple exercises with breath and stuff like that but just bring in gratitude just start observing what can you be grateful for and it is not about just the large things and just the obvious things you start with them but then you start going down to really really subtler objects or, or aspects of your life 
for which you can be grateful even in a very very negative situation mm-hmm. all right yeah that's clear and now let's talk a bit about your journey to where you are today because you said you have overcome some negative things in life and you have undergone personal healing and now you have transformed yourself into a healer so what if any were the fears you faced and overcome how did you do that the biggest fear that human beings have is of feeling secure that's a, that's a fear that all of us have so definitely at crucial points in my time that was one fear that am i going to be safe when i take this decision so that was one fear and uh, again how did i overcome them through many practices but basically learning to trust life to trust that there is something which is always supportive that and i as an individual have not got to be a doer and uh, the other fear is of uh, i mean associated with this about financial security because money is an important aspect of our lives so whenever you make a change you have to see how financially secure you feel and it's not about how much money you have in the bank it's about how you feel about the money that you have in the bank i can have crores and still feel financially insecure and i can have a lakh and i can feel very financially abundant it's just a mindset all right yeah that's so profound again and uh, how how do we find what one's true purpose as the person we are like because people say you are born for a cause and all i don't know if you believe in it but how do you find one's true purpose yeah so this is a very uh, commonly asked question what i have learned is that we make this purpose that oh, i want to be the best whatever like you know best doctor or best engineer or best coder or you know we choose these kind of very high purposes for ourselves which is also a starting point i mean you choose something that you like to do but i like to go back to ikigai over here because ikigai actually brought my attention to what i really wanted to do in life because i could have continued in my job i mean my job was financially secure i was in a position of power uh, i was making an impact on a certain amount of lives but somewhere it did not align to my own purpose of how i wanted to live the rest of my life and so i decided to take a break i left my very financially secure job to move into this world which is not financially secure because i don't have and at present state i mean i don't have any regular income my income is erratic uh, you know i have no there's no it doesn't work according to a plan you know people don't reach you through a plan having said that i feel the purpose of human existence i mean i i'll be saying something which is very like you know philosophical or spiritual at this point but is just to be fully present in whatever you are doing at the moment like there's a story which goes around that you know a a a a wood a wood chopper wood cutter is cutting wood and he's asked this question that what will you, what will you do after you're enlightened so i'll keep cutting cutting wood because your work doesn't change it's how you're working where you're working from changes or another story that i mean you know a, a person could be breaking stones for for making a road and he's saying oh, i'm breaking stones and the other person could be breaking the same stones and saying oh i am make i am making a difference in so many people's life by creating this pathway so it's where where you coming from so basic purpose i would say is that you know to find yourself who you truly are because half the time i think we live most of our lives believing what people think about me how people should see me 
and the labels they have put on me and we don't really know who we are and a lot of choices that we make are based on what society has you know designed for us because the kind of life i'm leading now is not along any template so you have to break the template sometimes to find yourself and to find your true purpose actually all right so yeah i was uh, talking to kavita about you and uh, she told me to ask two things <laughs> two incidents that have happened in your life and share with our audience if you are comfortable two incidents in my life which changed my course of life let me start with a more recent one yeah so i i just came to a point to say that i would like to li- live a slower and a more you know closer to nature kind of life and so i like the, what we were discussing just before the call that uh, i actually put my house on rent uh, i have a apartment in gurgaon and i packed my things put whatever fitted in the car and uh, you know just had a kind of a loose plan okay let me go to this area and spend some time so right now i am in rishikesh and uh, i don't know how long i will be here but yeah so my, my house is in my car and i'm like <laughs> just on the road so to speak but I'm, i mean it's not like it's not as dramatic as it sounds i mean i have the uh, ability if i need to halt somewhere or if i need to make a bit like right now i have taken a base in rishikesh mm-hmm. but for the last month or so i have been in and around uttarakhand different areas uh, you know uh, just exploring life just getting new experiences and i am living basically off the rent that i am earning from my own flat wow yeah that is one and earlier uh, so leaving my job leaving my secure job and moving into the unknown was another you know another life changing experience because that um, really exposed me to uncertainty i actually it's like welcoming uncertainty but what really brought me onto this journey was when i decided to uh, walk out of my marriage uh, a 23 year old marriage and that was 12 years ago and i decided that i needed to move out of that relationship because that was not really uh, allowing me to grow and that was a scary point because you know i was already 47 not a not a young age to be to take that decision and i did not really have a support system but i decided to do that because it felt the only way forward and uh, i fought my own demons you asked about fear so these were the fears at that time i mean am i going to be safe as a single woman in this country where women are not generally safe and uh, will i be financially secure will i be able to manage my life for the rest of my life uh, you know with financial security without any financial assistance from anyone so yeah that's so interesting actually and uh, yeah kudos to you on taking that for your risk and yeah so inspiring so uh, prita now let us boost the energy levels of our audience i'm going to quickly open a rapid fire round just to lighten up the mood of uh, the listeners and the viewers if you are okay let me fire the first bullet sure <laughs> all right so what has been your childhood fantasy prita i wanted to be a horse rider if you please <laughs> Okay. So what's your favorite book? And the book was Black Beauty. If uh-huh. you if So Black Beauty was about a horse and that that's where yeah. I I heard about the book but I haven't read uh, myself yeah. All right. Now can you describe yourself in just one word? Resilient. Spot on. All right. And what is one thing that you would change in your past? 
the one thing i could if i could change would be to know how to love myself the way i am i learned it very late in life yeah <laughs> all right yeah that was great and last one for the rapid fire what is one electronic gadget that you like to see or invent yourself not invent myself because i don't have that kind of a brain but yeah i would definitely like a gadget when we talk of energy there should be a gadget which can measure the energy and say okay this is the energy level <laughs> you know today this is and this is the vibration your your, your this is the frequency you're vibrating on that would be lovely yeah interesting idea actually again uh, i keep telling all my listeners pick up all these as a startup ideas and come up with a energy mo- energy meter kind of device <laughs> i think yeah. prita would be the first one to purchase so do i have do i have one minute to say, share something absolutely absolutely so there is there are devices in today's world which, mm-hmm. which measure aura and which measure frequency there are devices oh. is it so uh, mm-hmm. yeah so i am familiar with some of those devices but they are not uh, they are not uh, like a thermometer i would like something which is like a thermometer like you know you put it in your body and you know exactly what it is because today what it is is still there's still amount of gray gray space over there mm-hmm. yeah all right great fascinating rapid fire and before i let you go one final question for today's conversation pita what will be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers or lives the question i would like them to ask themselves is is my sick so am i doing this job or this career for security and is my security becoming my bondage because i feel that that's where we all get caught we become slaves to our security mm-hmm. learn to be insecure it's fine awesome All right so that was so mesmerizing conversation and thank you so much Peter for joining me today it was indeed pleasure talking to you really honored uh, to have you as part of uh, the guiding voice journey in shaping the lives and careers of millions across the globe thank you so much for having me it was really interesting talking to a i think a younger audience <laughs> definitely i'm sure our audience are going to love every bit of this conversation and uh, take the wisdom positively yeah this is so much of uh, energy and so much of vibration i could sense it <laughs> all right so before we move into the trivia section folks here is a small request to you in case if you haven't subscribed to us please subscribe from the app where you have tuned in from so that you'll be notified about all the future episodes also if you have loved this conversation just like i did and found it useful please share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the guiding voice so that they will learn new stuff like you and we will gain a set of new subscribers thank you so much in advance now let's hop into the trivia section of today's episode and today's trivia is again about healing so we have got a lot of insights from preeta about energy and sound healing and now let us dive deep and understand whether this energy healing is based on scientific principles so as per a study energy healing is based on the principles of physics which preeta has mentioned in fact uh, this establishes that everything in this world is made up of matter and that matter in itself is made up of molecules anything that is solid and has matter tends to vibrate all the time so that's why even human beings vibrate the environment around us has good or bad vibes depending on the energy levels people surroundings and objects all have vibes and energy healing incorporates good vibes in an individual which helps in speeding up the healing that's why if you observe people who are stress free and happy they vibrate at a higher frequency and in fact it gets cascaded to others also 
and a room where a bitter quarrel has taken place will have dense negative vibes that's all for today folks and uh, thank you so much for joining me i'm your host navin samala a fellow it professional and a passionate learner on a mission to make a difference in the careers and lives of millions across the globe until next time bye bye see you in the next episode